0: welcome to the first ever nft gaming bites podcast brought to you by luke plays to earn this show is about bringing you projects interviewing them and if you want to you can even show up for the live streams on mondays and tuesdays so that you can ask your own questions of these nft gaming projects decide if you want to buy nfts invest in their token or just sit from the sidelines and see what happens This first episode features Simon from Zyberbugs which is an auto battler that can be compared to somewhat like TFT if you've ever played that from Riot. The game of course will have its own distinctives including being built around the characters of different types of bugs. I really enjoyed my conversation with Simon in our YouTube chat and I hope you enjoy this episode. We have an excellent guest that I'm excited about. You guys may have seen a video that came out a couple weeks ago where we did a little short interview, but today I'm hoping that we can get a pretty long discussion going, some excellent chat questions. So Simon is here from Zyberbugs. Simon, why don't you introduce yourself real quick?
1: Yeah, thanks for having me again. Uh, Excited to be on this podcast. And uh, my name is Simon. I'm the founder and CTO and game designer of Zyberbugs are uh the play to earn auto battler on cardano uh yeah super excited for to sort of learn what this podcast is all about and meet your viewers a little bit yeah well i'm
0: excited to learn what this podcast is about too because again this is first time we're trying this but really the uh the whole picture for it is that hopefully we can get a space where we can bring on different projects you know i know a lot of projects are doing amas now and you guys are as well but i think it'd be fun to just have a, a simple space that you know it's pretty hard to find an ama unless you're really digging deep into every single project that you're going into finding out when it's scheduled and it'd be nice to just have a single spot where people can come in ask questions so simon thank you for uh essentially being the guinea pig of this whole podcast
1: <laughs> yeah no worries yeah and, uh, I, I love i love the business idea too like uh, it's it makes a lot of sense for like amas to reside with you content creators rather than the projects i think because that gives an opportunity for everybody to see it to to a much bigger extent
0: yeah i mean that's the hope right is that we can all have conversations and figure out you know do people want to be part of these projects do they do they not you know especially when in in the play to earn space i mean Zybro bugs is a little bit different but some games you know to, to really sink your teeth into, you're talking about half a grand or even more sometimes and so It can be pretty intimidating, pretty scary space if you don't know what you're doing in this uh, space of play to earn. But before we jump into the cyberbugs and the project itself, this is called NFT Gaming Bites, right? And if you're not from America, I don't know if other people say this in in other parts of the world. But uh, here, if you're you're grabbing a bite, that means you're going out for a meal, right? Or you're grabbing some food. So just a fun question. I didn't prep you for this. Just to throw you off your game a little bit. Sure. Uh, Give me your favorite bite, like favorite food to eat. Uh, it could be from a restaurant meal, whatever it is. Give us something.
1: You're. <laughs> I, I I may shock you now, but one okay. thing I keep coming back to that I just love, ridicu- like way more than I should, is a Big Mac.
0: Oh, what? Okay, that was. <laughs> when you said shocking, I thought you know maybe like escargot, like you're maybe you're eating some bugs, and that's why you came up with zyra bugs. <laughs> <But> Big Mac. <laughs>
1: No, I, I love that burger. I'm, I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm here to admit it. Uh, every time we are like with friends trying to grab a bite on the road or whatnot, I want I'm the only one that ever wants to go to McDonald's. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. I just well, love that burger.
0: I don't know if I can agree, but there's some people in the chat saying yes and saying the the (laughs) sauce,
1: though. So uh,
0: you got a couple of people loving it already.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And just just so we're clear, I don't eat bugs. Okay. Yeah. You you make games about bugs, but you don't eat them. Exactly. Yeah. I like to play with them, but I don't eat them. Never play with your food, right?
0: Yes. I mean, I think I've had... (laughs) go i've tried it but that's probably about it as far as if you count that as a bug i guess but Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome well thanks again for joining me i just want to start maybe some people have introduced themselves to this project already through my video or maybe they've gotten to the discord but i'm assuming that you guys are still fairly new so i just want to start out give me the, the present snapshot like how would you describe this game uh, for people who are in the play to earn space but i'd also want to give you the challenge because i want to see how many projects can describe their game to a person that maybe knows nothing about cryptos or NFTs, maybe just completely outside of the space and they see cyberbugs. How would you explain this project to them? As okay, well?
1: okay, sure. Um, so as a like a describing the game as a general description sort of, that would be, I'd say like a fun and uh, an exciting new visual concept never seen before, right? And also financially sustainable. Uh, those are sort of the th- three core appeals uh, that we have, I'd say. Um, in as sort of a, like a, from a current perspective, what it is currently, um, I'd say like we're very early stages still, of course. We're, we're still working hard towards uh, building our community and um, finalizing our investments. So, but, but uh, we see that as, as an opportunity. This is your chance. If you feel like you missed the alluvium train, this is your <laughs> chance. You can get on board and get it all from the start.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's you know essentially somewhat of a, a same concept, right? You have an auto battler, but as well, what do you think is some of those distinctives, those differences from something like, okay, everyone at least in the play to earn space, maybe knows about Alluvium being an auto battler. How would you say Cyberbugs, as far as gameplay, is a little bit different?
1: Yeah, um, so Alluvium is definitely like a larger project, right? They are like a AAA studio doing all this, not only the PvP focus with the battle arenas and uh, that stuff, but also like this open world where you go out and collect the Alluvitars, Aluv- I believe they're called. I don't and, know. <laughs> yeah, I, I would assume you're right. Yeah, that looks absolutely awesome. And uh, so our our project scope is um, we are going to start with the PvP game and sort of focus on that. Uh, That's a strategy that we've picked up from many, um, many um, traditional game titles. Uh, Most of the competitive games you see out there, they focus mainly on the competitive game mode and to make that very good. And that's what we have been inspired by to do. Uh, And then we have grand plans in the future uh, if the game is successful and we start getting income and such to expand into making um, uh, land sales and uh, adventure mode and, and, and like a 3d upgrade and all those kinds of stuff and then tie it together with additional games in the future and then just make it a giant cyberverse.
0: yeah which is cool because i think sometimes you know it's easier to start with a simple concept right and expand out from there versus what you're saying like well, Louisville, yeah, they're tackling a huge project and maybe they can pull it off. I mean, who really knows? I mean, they yep. do have a big team, but right, that's, it's not really a project that most people are going to be able to tackle because of just the huge scope. Whereas I think your approach, you're making a lot of sense. They're like, hey, start with simple, then we're going to add on to it, expand on it and, and grow from there. So I like that. That's pretty cool. Uh, yep. I, I do want to hear more for you though. Like, how would you explain this game? How would you explain this concept for someone that doesn't know about crypto and nfts because i think it's going to be important right like a lot of the play to earn games right now i think yeah. we're seeing it's just a player that bounces from one game to another to another uh based on you know whose token is the most expensive what's the most i can be earning right now yeah. so I, I want to see like games that can actually bridge the gap and bring in some people that don't know about crypto don't know about nft so when you talk to your friends or or maybe people online that you've met that that don't know about this space, how would you explain your game and how it's different from just the normal games they're playing?
1: Yeah, okay. Uh, If I were to talk to people that are not in the NFT gaming space, I would probably focus on the play to earn side and sort of talk a little bit about that, how this is a brand new concept that's evolving in light speed right now. And so many different titles are trying so many different strategies here. Uh, we've gone with uh, the sort of a, a close version of uh, a close version of the strategy that Axie Infinity has incorporated, which is proven to work at least for <laughs> the years that it's been online now, right? Yeah. Um, so that's been our our approach. So our approach is essentially about earning when you win um so you play the game and you 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 should play the game because the game is fun not because you want to earn if you only get players that play because they want to earn then you failed in my opinion as a game designer uh so we have had we we are focusing on making a regular game meant to be as as fun as a regular game and then incorporating play to earn concepts in in that essentially so our game is going to be similar but not the same thing as um, team fight tactics the um, auto battler made by riot games Mm -hmm. and there are a few key differences i would say so uh, first of all ours is uh, theirs is sort of turn-based but they have this uh base game, uh, which revolves around flipping cards and buying them with gold that you earn, and uh, uh, at high levels, the gameplay becomes about flipping those cards fast enough, right? Like, if you want to be good at that game, you need to flip cards fast enough, and uh, we've moved away from that concept, and instead, we've made, like, a a truly turn-based game where you take turns in placing your bugs, and you do everything in turn, uh, in turns. And then uh, when the game, the battle launches, you are only the spectator, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and so that's a, that's an approach that I particularly like, because when I myself played Teamfight Tactics, I found myself only sitting and watching the battles whenever they took place, right. while the pros would focus on like doing other things, like spectating opponents and, and flipping cards and whatnot. And that felt... Uh, like something that I wouldn't want in my game. I would want people to be able to relax between the gameplay and enjoy the game. You know.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You know, everyone that's into auto battles, it seems like it's a huge genre right now. That's really exploded the last couple of years. And you're right. You know, it's pretty lame if you're like, ah, I'm setting up. You know, I'm spending all this time to set up this next battle. And I'm not even watching it because then I have to rush over. I have to think about the next thing and the next thing, and I'm trying to calculate my strategy. I don't even watch what's going on right between the battles, and I think that's that's you know probably as you said it, it's not the way to go about it because really the entertainment factor in an auto battler is having your strategy set up, watching it play out to see if it wins, being able to learn. Okay, hey, this card that I played or this bug that I played. It went well here, but then this person countered it here. So how do I counter their counter? And you start like layering the strategy in there. And I think it, that that makes a lot of sense. You know, I, I want to be able to see the battle and not feel like I have to panic about the next thing.
1: Exactly, and I think it's a, sort of a so the the auto battler space is very unevolved uh, still. Uh, it wasn't many years ago that uh, this Dota auto chess came out that sort of made. Uh, that sort of inspired team fight tactics and also inspired a whole other lot of other games that didn't make it quite as well. And uh, I feel that uh, the evolution has sort of stopped in a sense. I haven't seen any new and exciting auto battlers uh, for a while and um, so when we launched this initiative which by the way was before we heard of alluvium, um, we were excited to sort of contribute to that. And when we heard about alluvium at a later stage, we became thrilled that other players are thinking the same thing as us, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm very excited to, to sort of try to contribute to the Autobattler space and, and, and make it more exciting and more, more streamlined, so to speak.
0: Yeah, and I would love to hear a little bit more about the past. You know, we talked about this present snapshot, and now you're saying like, okay, we are wanting to really add to this gaming space another auto battler that can be exciting and fun. Even yeah. before you heard about Alluvium. so I'm curious from you, is that like the main driving factor? Like, I'm just really passionate about gaming, and you know, I want to create an auto battler. I think there needs to be a new game out there what What led to this inspiration of the auto battler? and then what led to the inspiration of it being specifically an NFT gaming project because that part of it you didn't have to add on right? If it's just about the auto battler. So what's some of the motivation and story behind how you
1: got here? Okay. Uh, well, first of all, I am a gamer at heart. I played video games for all my life, and uh, I'm actually a little bit old. i'm I'm very convinced that if I was born like 10 years, fifteen years later, and still being the same person, then I'd I'd be enabled to all these like pro scenes and streaming things that exist now. Back when I was 20, there was no such things. Uh, you could you could be pro, but you couldn't. There wasn't like contracts or anything, and uh, they had some limited tournaments in the games that I was active in, but n- no prize money, as we see today, right? Yeah, but but so anyway, so regardless, I've spent uh, most of my uh, adult life playing competitive games online, uh, being um, top tier in a few titles, uh, especially the Battlefield series, the the first couple of games, um, and um, then so, and, and my mind has always been like, the way it's worked is that I'm bothered by some. Design flaws or some some flaws in general that games may have, and then I t- always try to invent better versions of them, right? And if you ask my best friend, my my childhood friends, he, he will he will uh, they will wit- testify that uh, uh, I, I I've been like on them about like here are the here are the different games that need to be made instead, and here's how how they should work, right? And so. When when the whole um, play-to-earn space came out, um, I sort of saw an opportunity because I was at a, at a point in my life where I was ready to explore starting my own business, and um, that essentially enabled like that it that enabled this initiative for us to be able to do that. And uh, having played a lot of auto battlers and having that exact mindset like being bothered by some of the design things and wanting to do wanting to try to make it better that made us choose to do an auto battler and then there were also these random facts that turned out to be to our benefit such as like the turn basedness, if you will that because we don't think it's healthy to make like a play to earn game where you earn by winning and the game revolves around being like mechanically skilled, like being fast with the mouse and, and stuff like that. We don't think that's healthy because um, we don't, we just don't think it will be appealing to enough people. If yeah. that was the, I if, mean, if, if that's the case uh,
0: I'm probably going to be losing more money in all these shooter player and right. games coming out because my uh, let's just say my Fortnite skills are very subpar.
1: Yeah, I mean, let's be honest, half of all the people in the world are subpar, you know? Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, so you you want that half playing your game, too. So this this really enables, you don't have to have played computer games for 10,000 hours to evolve at cyberbugs. You can get good at the game by just analyzing and being smart about it, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm curious too, as an NFT project, is part of the appeal why we're seeing so many of these projects coming out uh, for, a, as you guys have described, you're more of an indie developer team, right? You, you know, you're a few people. It's not like you're hundreds of a AAA studio. It, is part of the play to earn NFT space is that appealing to these more indie game developers because you can raise some funds up front with NFT sales and token sales? Is that part of it versus like, Hey, I'm going to do this indie thing, slap it up on steam, hope for the best, or, you know, try to get some VCs, venture capitalists to invest into our games, to give us Uh enough resources. Is that part of it? Or is it mostly just like, Hey, we really believe in the asset ownership and, and the play to earn economy. Essentially. What, what's, balance for you there
1: yeah so um to do like a little bit of a sub story here uh i think that i once came across some statistics on like if you take like the best game designer in the world to make a brand new game uh the odds of that like if you sort of exclude his fame and glory let's pretend for for a second that he's anonymous right Mm -hmm. and then he makes a game and uh, the odds of that game succeeding and becoming, like, one a big game is still very slim. I think it's, like, something like 2% or something like that, you know? And so that being said, being a, an indie game developer, if we were to make a game in the traditional gaming space, there would be so much competition, so much... Uh, it's the market is so bloated with with uh, ads and stuff. Like uh, if you go on Facebook now and you are a little bit of a gamer, you see these gaming ads all over the place, and they're they're not even true to the game anymore. There's so many things going on, making it hard for indie developers to to make it in the traditional gaming space, and so. Um, there was a coincidence that i was also a crypto fan uh and l- just loved that space too and learned a lot about it during the last year or so year and a half and uh so when the nft space emerged i just saw an opportunity that would not only increase our odds drastically of succeeding but also uh, increase um, our chances of, of, of doing all the things around it, like finding investments, because the crypto space is so hot right now. So uh, uh, finding people eager to invest is com- uh, comparatively easy compared to the traditional gaming space.
0: Yeah, and I think that's kind of the cool thing about gaming projects in this NFT space. I mean, we've obviously seen the, the negative side with the scams and people not really understanding what they're doing in here, but yeah. at the same time, Everyone that's in this space, essentially you're voting for what games you want to be made or invest in yourself because yeah. it's open to anyone to go buy an NFT, buy into these tokens, help these games raise funds, which again can be scary and have some negative impacts. But it's also cool that you know more of these indie games like cyberbugs can really have an opportunity to get the funds they need for a game they're really passionate and, and excited about. So that's that's really cool. Um, there are some chat questions coming in from keith so if anyone else also wants to throw in a chat question please let us know i'll have some other questions as well but let's jump to keith's question uh he just wants to know first of all uh what is an auto battler so for someone that doesn't know what an auto battler is how would you describe that john okay good
1: point so an auto battler is essentially a a battle game where you don't control your units so you essentially just deploy units. Imagine StarCraft, if that's familiar to you, where you sort of deploy your units, but instead of telling them what to do, they just follow a predetermined set of commands. Uh, and then you sort of have to do the gameplay between the rounds and, and uh, make sure that you deploy them correctly so that they, they win their battles based on that. So it, it has sort of a... Puzzle game feel to it sometimes, where where you have to like pre-calculate and uh, or or like a board game feeling to it, uh, and, and 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 yeah. So there are and there are also a couple of different types of auto battlers. There are more like real-time auto battlers, such as Clash Royale, for instance, to mobile, where you deploy your units on your side of the map and then they walk towards the opponent's side. And then they attack anything that they come across, right? When uh, so you have to like counter that by deploying troops in front of them, and um, that would be classified as a real-time game because it's ha- it's all happening in in real time. Whereas ours is you do a set of uh, things when it's your turn, and then the turn goes over to the opponent, and then they do a set of things. So that's uh, like truly turn-based.
0: Yeah. And I think for my audience, too, you know, specifically a lot of us play Splinterlands, which is really a card game that is an auto-battler. You set up your team beforehand. Once you hit submit, all you're doing is you're watching the replay of what went on. So that's that's probably the best way, as you're saying, the auto-battlers is all the strategies up front, set up your team. It sounds like for Zyberbugs, there's going to be different points of strategy with each turn. But as far as the action, as far as the gameplay, you're not like controlling a a bug flying around, you know, shooting people (laughs) up or trying to sting the other bugs. It's the, you know, you set it up, you watch all the action play out and then, you know, try to adjust your strategy from there,
1: right? Exactly. Correct. And we also have, um, we we have distant plans, I should mention, to sort of uh, incorporate uh, game modes where you can control your units. Uh, such as like a future adventure mode and such, uh, that would be drastically different from the game that we're developing now though. But uh, if the, if the space become, becomes popular and, and the cyberverse gets loved, then these are the paths that we'll take.
0: Yeah. And speaking of other game modes, Keith also asked, could you combine this with procedural land and passive tower defense? People can unlock boosts by conquering regions, protected towers. Etc. Etc. So that question, but also kind of expanded it out. Like, what are some of those? If in your dream mind, some other gameplay or types of games that you would put in the
1: cyberverse, as you said. Yeah, uh, tower defense is an interesting idea that could be technically doable. We would have. So um, I should I sh- I should start by talking a little bit about uh, a vision that I have. So I want to. If, if the game becomes successful and um, we s- decide to do further development, one thing that will come close to heart is to do the uh, the land uh, development and de- de- develop uh, land sales where you can have your bases or your nests and hives and uh, at that point we will explore building uh, buildings for f- that that give you, different types of benefits. And we will also explore making an adventure mode and being able to run to other uh, nests and hives. And at that point, there will probably be defensive buildings uh, of some kind. So when I'm like, now that you mentioned tower defense, the, the, the idea that comes to mind for me here is that 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 could work with the with this uh, idea that we have right here, if we want to build it out that way. And I actually love tower defenses too, so that's something that could be highly possible for us to do in the future.
0: Well, there you go, guys. Just submit your ideas in, and Simon will make them come to
1: life. <laughs> right, right. As make far as them- um, as far as talking more about uh, some some other games. Uh, so another game mode that's very hot right now is. Um, battle royale, right? Yep. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and uh so it'd be exciting to do a battle royale that is like a real-time strategy game. Uh let's because we we want to make the game revolve around having these NFTs, right? And we I think we want to prioritize making games that require you to hold like an equal amount of nfts so that it's not not necessarily just one bug you know because um, we want players of our existing games to easily be transitioned to the new games and vice versa right so if you play this one game and you only require one bug and then you can't play the other game because you don't have enough bugs so one idea uh, that I have is to make a imagine like a real time strategy game that you see from above, and you control your units the same way, but you have six units, and uh, it's like six bugs from the cyberverse, and uh, and and then you play against a, a bunch of other people on this huge map you see from above, and then you sort of meet them and uh, uh, you you play against them and try to be, Kill their bugs essentially and be the last man standing. That's one exciting idea that we're toying, that I'm toying with. I should mention because this is nothing we've discussed in the team yet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, nothing on the white paper, no roadmap. But I love how you are just so ready to be like, "Hey, we're sticking with what we got for now." But I have idea after idea. I can just see you oh. light up with different things coming to mind. Oh, definitely. Even as we talk, and I think that's really cool too. Your idea of you know being able to take your NFTs from one game to another, and I've seen different projects handle that in different ways and i'm curious to see how those things will develop as time goes on because i think some projects look at it as like okay we're going to build out one game with these nfts and that's going to lead to a second game but it's also going to give us another opportunity to just sell other nfts and more nfts and you can't use your you know original nfts versus you know taking your nft that your investment and you're like hey Take this into all these different games, this metaverse or cyberverse for you, you guys, and I think that's what I'm more hearing from you. Is that correct, or yes. do you think about it in a different way?
1: Yeah. Um, so one core value that we have as a as a company is that we like. There are so many. There are so many gaming companies that express greed in different ways, especially like in the mobile game industry right now. There are so many like pay to win features and just pay money and you'll be better than your opponents. And and like, hey, we've invented this new game mode that you somehow have to pay more to enter, you know, and all these kinds of stuff. And I, I as a gamer, I hate that from the bottom of my heart, and we will not incorporate such strategies at all. We are proud to say that we will follow a pattern where the future development that we do will never have the feeling that we want you to pay more for it. So, so well, me, sign me up. I like
0: the I like the sound of that. I mean, especially for my community, right, is is the krills of the metaverse. Those people that are like, Maybe I can put in fifty dollars, maybe I can put a hundred dollars into a project, but I'm not gonna be able to continually, you know, drop that. Oh, here's another five hundred dollar NFT, here's another five hundred dollar right. NFT.
1: And like if you if you if you are that kind of person, I mean I what back when I played video games, I play I, I think I paid at some point a hundred dollars a month just for cosmetics, you know? And yeah. some people do that, and some people love that. But and will uh, if if you are that kind of person that loves to spend that money, if you move into the NFT gaming space, what that will mean is that you can spend them on like buying bugs, buying new bugs, buying better bugs and such. But you'll buy them from other players. So first of all, it's not a purchase; it's an investment. And secondly, we are not the ones that take the bulk of the money for it you'll pay you'll pay the seller and the fee that goes to us technically uh that fee will go straight back into the to the ecosystem and uh i'd be happy to talk about that in detail if uh, if yeah well
0: we'll get to that in a second because i I have a question first from tilly tots here have they got good burn mechanics in mind upgrades combinations that sort of thing so the token just flooding the market, or stopping that flooding the market. I mean, that's what we've seen in a lot of games, right? Just constant inflation, you know, a game pumps up, and then once people have enough of the token or enough of the breed of whatever NFT has come out, eventually there's a point, right, where we hit, there's a lot more supply on the market, than the demand that is coming in. So, how do you think about that? In Tilly's question,
1: thank you for asking that question. I'm. I'd love to to give our in-depth answer of that. So, we've we we've um, sort of invented, uh, should I say, uh, six sustainability solutions uh, to to cyber bugs compared to a lot of other NFT games that may not have as healthy uh, financial ecosystems. And um, uh, to mention a few, so. F- f- The most important one is that uh, out of all the fees that you pay into the game to to the company, we take 80% of that and insert it back into the ecosystem one way or another. Either we use it to buy back uh, our earning currency and burning it, or we use it to insert it into the PVP Rewards Fund so that players can win the money later, uh, or uh, we simply burn it on the spot, some of it, and uh, yeah. So there are a, a bunch of different ways that we 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 take that money and uh, put it back into the ecosystem, which will increase the uh, w- uh, the sustainability drastically. We believe, and then there are uh, some other games suffer from phenomena such as NFT inflation, where Uh, the number of NFTs just grows exponentially, right? We have a a mechanic that we've invented in the game that allows that not to happen. So to breed a bug in Zyrobugs, you need to have an active, you need to lay an egg. And to, to lay an egg, you need a queen and every account has one queen. But the queen won't lay eggs unless the account is active. Unless you spend all your daily energy, the queen won't lay eggs as fast as she can. So that means the the, the growth of the NFTs can never be bigger than the active player base. So that means that we can't have a bunch of like breeders coming in just purchasing a bunch of NFTs, breeding them and selling them for profit. You have to participate in the game if you wanna participate in the breeding. And that we believe will give a very healthy growth um, of NFTs. Uh, But then there will come to a point where where the the player growth will decline, but there will still be a lot of NFTs, right? For this stage of the game, we have very we have many exciting features, uh, and I'd like to tell you about the most exciting one, that being the death tournaments that we plan to involve. So, what what a death tournament is is that you enter the bugs that you have to potentially die. Actually, if you don't win the entire tournament, your bugs will die, and the prizes of these tournaments are massive. Right, you can get 10th uh, and still win like thousands of dollars potentially but your bugs will die so what that means is that nfts will be burned too as part of the whole ecosystem essentially and the, this is just one of the of the many expiration mechanics that we have inside the game yeah
0: no, there's a lot there to unpack for sure i mean different thoughts coming to my mind you know the death tournament and and how intense that's gonna feel because, you know, the prizes must be really big if you're willing to put all your bugs on, or at least some of the bugs, at least in the tournament, right? All yeah. On the line, you know.
1: And, and, and we, have, we have so many thoughts around that that are so exciting. Like for instance, so we're, we're gonna have, much like Axie Infinity has their origin axes and the Mystic axes, we are gonna have a similar type of bug that's called an ancestor bug. Those are the first-generation bugs that we sort of pre-mint that don't have a father. All other bugs that will ever exist will have a father, except these. That's why they we call them the ancestors. There will only ever be a thousand of these. And, uh, and so these will be super valuable, hopefully, if we make it and become popular. And so just imagine what will happen when this big streamer or big rich guy decides to gamble an ancestor in the death tournament oh no (laughs) you know it'll be it'll be like whoa what just happened you know And, and like how much money that will potentially burn and like that nft will never come back again you know
0: yeah no i mean there's some definitely things that would be interesting even if maybe like i'm a person like oh i don't want to enter a death tournament that sounds way too scary or risky i I like your idea of like hey if you could stream the events and see the real life pressure of some of these people playing in these tournaments that would be pretty awesome to see that intensity come to life Uh, i want to back up though and ask a question about yeah i like that mechanic of saying hey If you want to start breeding, you have to be an active player in this game, right? You can't just be an investor who comes in, watches from the sideline, clicks breed over and over again. Hmm. Do you guys have a way to also help uh, combat that against bots that might potentially come in, look to breed and just say, hey, bot, spam these games over and over again. So it looks like we're actually playing and using these energies. But then that really unlocks us uh, to not play, let our bot play and then keep breeding over and over again. Do you have a, a thought or a way that you might prevent that from happening?
1: Yeah, so uh, that, that's like a big problem with play-to-earn games, right, that there are bots that play it. And, uh, and so the way I see it is there are two two strategies to deploy here, uh, at least that I've thought of, one being make the game hard enough that bots can't play it and earn from it. That, that would probably mean that we have to limit earning to the top X percent of people that play the game, which we don't want to do. Um, Uh, The the second thing would be to introduce some kind of bot fighting mechanics like a captcha. And so that's what we're leaning towards right now to have like, after finishing each game, you have to also finish a captcha. Um, As simple as that. Yeah,
0: which can Uh be frustrating. But like, as you said, what's the alternative is, would you rather have to click through this captcha or would you rather have bots flooding the game and... and stealing up some of the resources so yeah, yeah I'm, I'm interested to see how that works too because I've, I've heard from other games too they're like yeah we don't really believe in the capture thing it doesn't really work anyways so we're just going to let bots play you know that's kind of the main game splinterlands concept is like yeah we're kind of bot neutral we don't want to add the capture so I, mm-hmm. I hope that works i hope that you know, uh, uh, some of these games can really figure out how to prevent bots because it definitely is a problem.
1: Yeah, our our standpoint is that we want to prevent bots uh, uh, because we believe that having allowing bots will make an an inflated eco uh, inflated financial ecosystem. So essentially, if there are gonna be bots grinding, there are gonna be we're, it's gonna be hard to avoid having a, a constantly declining earning currency. For instance. Yeah. So yeah, we'll, we'll we'll take measures to combat that. Awesome. Well,
0: we got about you know 10 to 15 more minutes. If people wanna keep submitting questions, I see Keith with another, keep them coming, Keith. Uh, he's talking about comparing to Splinterlands. I don't know if you've, pl- have you played Splinterlands before? I'm sorry, I have that. not. Okay, that's no. totally fine. That's most of my community. So that's why they're comparing yeah. it. And their minds is, it is it similar to like Hearthstone? It, in a sense, it's a card game like that, but instead it's an auto battler. So you actually just pick your team up to six you know different cards based on the mana cap they have different rule sets and then you click battle and you watch the cards battle each other from there but one mechanic that they have is to level up your cards you actually have to combine your nfts so if you have a level one you can just have one nft but if you want to max 10 level common you have to actually get 400 of those cards and combine them together so that's their their way to kind of combat the inflation and to essentially make their assets deflationary. So Keith is asking, do you have something like that to combine bugs maybe in a way to burn some or deflate the amount of bugs that are out there in the Zyberverse?
1: Yeah, uh, bugs are not gonna be combinable. We have similar features. If, if, If that is an appealing feature to you, we have something called symbiosis cores in our game, which are combinable and which are collectible. And uh, they, they will come in different rarities. So And these will be similar to the, the synergies that we see in other auto-battlers. Uh, like, for instance, uh, put six assassins on the field, and you will critical strike this and that much damage, right? Uh, similar to that, but so because the lineup of bugs is predetermined in cyberbugs, uh, you also have a predetermined uh, synergy, right? Uh, so you bring your symbiosis cores that you collect uh, to battle and they grant you synergy, synergy bonuses. So that's a little bit of a, of a thing that you can collect and combine for, and, and we recognize very much that this uh, this is appealing to a lot of gamers. And that's why we sort of want, wanted to introduce a small element of that. But the bugs will unfortunately never be combinable.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Well, I want to give you a chance here uh to just talk about the future so Zyberbugs, what's your thoughts on things that are upcoming like when do you guys think that this game might actually be playable or people can start buying up some bugs or breeding buying in tokens like what is some of the the roadmap that you'd want these viewers to listen or let know and uh follow along with cyber
1: yeah so The current stage of the project is that we're still in the early investment stage and trying to build an initial community. And we have still a very limited impression of how fast that will go. Uh, But once we have collected all the the investments that we need to, to complete the project and complete the game development, we will launch the development phase. And at that point, we're looking at uh, nine months until the open beta. And um, so we, we will likely launch a, um, an, a closed alpha test prior to that, a couple of months before that, where you have to apply to get in. And we will value things like your past gaming experience, whether you are a competitive gamer, and whether you have uh, like a, a, a stream or a follower base that can broadcast the game and show, show viewers about it. Um, and yeah, that will be six months from the start of the development phase. But up until then, uh, we have a lot of exciting things going on. Um, as part of the early stage investment phase, there are a lot of investment opportunities and a lot of opportunities to, to gain our token in, in various ways. So I, I would encourage everybody to get involved with us and join our discord and check out, um, uh all the the th- fun things that we're doing right now um take it from there and then see follow the news essentially
0: yeah i mean you you already answered it you, uh, tilly was saying do you have a discord set up yet of course yes they do telegram as well and i see you guys you know i'm not there every single day because i have so much to try to cover but i see you guys running some cool things like hey tell us about you know look watch this little video and all the bugs we have coming out tell us your favorite one and, and give us a good reason and we'll give some tokens to you. So there's, it sounds like you guys are gonna continue to do some of those like little games and contests in the Discord as you build up the community, am I
1: right? Yes, very much. And one thing that we have very exciting, uh, that we are very excited about in the near future is that we will, we will have a live stream where we invite everybody to contribute to the game. So if you think you can invite, invent uh, cool abilities or unit names, or even game features, uh, if you think you can contribute with that kind of stuff, I urge you to follow us and join in on that live stream because it's going to feature massive airdrop rewards to anybody that suggests something that we decide to keep. So and after that, we also have an initiative to sort of keep involving our community in the development phase. And I I even have a vision that we're going to live stream the development and the testing phase so that players and the chat can get involved and, and see the game at early stages and even play the game Like an, like we will develop like an offline prototype uh with a board up on the screen and so you can say like put my bancer on b6 and then i put it there and then i play my own round and then we see the battle come through and then we see who wins essentially
0: so a lot of these
1: exciting features
0: yeah i love that it sounds very you know we want to get the community involved we want it to be a community driven thing as well so i love that uh birds bees and trees was saying did i miss any beta footage where can where can some people see some of the the gameplay that you've already put out
1: Okay, so what we have out this far is a, a gameplay reveal video on our YouTube channel. You can find that from our webpage um, or going to our Discord. There are pl- plenty of links in there too. Uh, the the full gameplay reveal that we have there depicts essentially exactly how the game is going to work, and you all. So it's a series of still images essentially uh, displaying. Uh, an early version of the game and what it will look God. like. And uh, I encourage you to take a look there. Um, I imagine uh, small disclaimer is that the graphics will probably evolve and we will have a lot of many more exciting features, such as skins and cosmetics to enter the game. Um, so please don't see it as the final version, but it should give you a pretty good feeling for what the game is like.
0: Yeah. And, you know, in my mind, at least you have something out there. We've talked this <laughs> through a whole lot before, but... It's so frustrating looking at some games that I can't even tell what the game is and what kind of genre of game it is because they're just talking about the token and NFTs. So even though yeah. that you know it's alpha footage and it's more just the still pictures for now, at least you're showing me what the game is, right? And I'm playing it on stream now for those who are watching live. So I uh, appreciate that. That's how you guys have gone about it.
1: Awesome. Yeah, many many um, NFT games under development seem to be crypto. Companies first and gaming companies second, I feel. So, uh, I, I and I think that's the wrong focus. So, some few games have dared to reveal any gameplay about their game, especially in this early stage, right? And uh, I, I that, ha- like, you see all kinds of massive and cool graphics being proudly revealed because they're proud of that part, I guess. But they're not revealing the, their gameplay. And the only conclusion that I can come to from that is that they're not as proud of that. You know, yeah, I
0: mean, gameplay is key, right? If the gameplay is not fun, then we've talked about the economy side probably won't last forever, even if it does pump up for a while. And then, you know, you need something that people will play regardless of where the token and NFT prices are at currently. Exactly. And uh, <laughs> Tilly Tots is asking about the NFTs will there be skins ever for these bugs?
1: You think, yes, plenty of them. There will be rare skins, there will be legendary skins, there will be unique skins and there will be expiring skins. That's. I'm going to leave it there. <laughs> there
0: you go. OK, more, more to come from there. Uh, Keith is asking, we'll try to sneak in a couple more questions here at the end. Uh, assume this is web-based or cross, uh, cross-platform, Unity?
1: This is going to be a web uh, browser-based game, actually. So you can play this on any device that has a browser.
0: So mobile, desktop, uh, what's the uh, engine you guys are using
1: for the game? Uh, so we're developing the game in Phaser. That's a, a 2D framework uh, for JavaScript and browsers. Awesome, love it. Well, uh, Simon, I got one more question from you, Chat.
0: We're gonna close off the questions. I wanna be respectful of your time here, but I, I wanna give this test out to all the projects that we bring on the show. So uh, hopefully you're ready for this, but okay. I wanna ask you, You've talked a lot about Zyberbugs so far today, which is awesome. It's great to know this project. But I want to know from you, what other projects in the space do you admire and respect the most? Give me at least one project that you've seen outside of Zyberbugs. You're like, that's an awesome game or they're doing it right. And we want to you know, implement some things from
1: them. Who are you respecting the most so far? Um I'm uncertain if we'll implement things from them because games are so, so drastically different. But but my favorite games thus far, being a competitive gamer, is of course the competitive games. So I'm uh, currently having I'm, I'm, I currently play Spider Tanks, which is a, oh, okay. a competitive game that I, I enjoy. Uh, and I'm looking forward to Illuvium that has been clear about how they're going to have a, a competitive side of things that's not like pay to win or anything like that, that I'm also looking very much forward to. I'm looking forward to um, Monkey League, which is a competitive like soccer game that I'm actually invested in. And um, uh, just see what that... It seems to be an, an entirely new concept as well. It's like a turn-based soccer game. Uh, as okay. far as I know. So yeah, these are these are some of the games that I'm looking forward to.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I asked that question specifically because I want to know, are these people making these projects, are they actually a gamer? Are they really excited just to play games? Are they excited for the space in general? Or are they here? You know, I think people that, and projects that are here for a quick buck, they mm. don't care what's going on in the space, right? They don't care about other games. They just want to sell some NFTs. and want to sell some crypto. So I really appreciate the fact that you're not like, Oh, it's all about cyber bugs. You know, I, of course, you're passionate about it, but I love that you just are a gamer at heart, too. And that just really builds, at least for me, more confidence in this project, because I want to know there's actual gamers behind some of these things and not just people looking for a, a quick sell of their NFTs, right?
1: Yeah. Thanks a lot. Yeah.
0: Well, as we wrap up, Simon, anything you want to know for our viewers and listeners, any last thing you want to shout out here today?
1: Mm, Yeah, maybe I could mention that we're currently running a Gleam campaign uh, where you can complete some easy tasks and like follow us on Twitter and join our Discord tasks like that. And we're giving away 99 of our ancestor bugs, the most rare of all our NFTs. Uh, in this Gleam campaign. So it'll be highly worth it for anybody to to join in. So I, I encourage you to join that. Uh, you'll find information in the Discord.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much again, Simon, for taking the time out of your day. I'm sure you're very busy. You have uh, this huge project. Uh, congrats as well. I forgot to say at the beginning on your new kid as well, that uh, you and your wife just had a baby, which is awesome. So Big gaming project and also the project of raising a kid. It sounds like you got a lot going on. I don't know how you managed to pull
1: it off, but- It's exciting. (laughs) uh, It's awesome. Well,
0: thanks again, pleasure having you here. Thank you for the time and everyone on the stream, thanks for tuning in or if you're listening on the podcast afterwards, much appreciation. If you want to find out more about Zyberbergs, uh, Zyberbugs rather, we will leave everything here in the description and you can check out the links there. For now, we will- tune out so see you simon and see you viewers
1: thanks for having me